Welcome to the Live, Feel, Be podcast. I'm your host, JRV, and today we're going to be talking about selfishness. So on this journey, you know, I have used many affirmations to encourage myself, put myself, you know, in a good mindset, um, change my energy levels and increase my energy levels. And overall, just try to become a better person. And I have found that when I kind of try to spread this message of, you know, just being a little selfish, it can definitely be triggering for a lot of people. And I'll give you a little story. I actually wrote a children's book. Um, something really simple, you know, just trying to get back into my creativity uh, when I was initially exploring different avenues and um, I do love writing. So I wrote a children's book and the premise basically was affirmations for kids um, to kind of give them some type of subconscious buffer against this world. And I joined in on a children's book like children's author retreat and attended one of their workshops and presented my piece read it and you know everybody gave good good feedback that you know it made them feel good uh, this then the third everything affirmations are supposed to do um, and essentially one of the affirmations that I had included was the affirmation that is the title of this podcast, I am living for myself. And that was the affirmation, this one and another one that we'll probably talk about maybe tomorrow. These, this affirmation was one of the controversial ones. And for the life of me, I could not understand why it, it is so, it's so, I don't know, triggering. I guess that's the best word to to describe it. And it wasn't anything bad that they were saying, you know, they the feedback cited cultural dispositions, which I I get. My parents are immigrants. I'm a first generation and I get all of that. I get that. And I get how culturally, you know, it can be a hindrance to believe this affirmation and firmly uphold this affirmation a more palatable one or one that could be less triggering I think would be I put myself first so if that first title affirmation is really just you really can't get with it try this affirmation I put myself first but then I want to encourage you to consider why is it such a trigger for you and I find that on this journey, when I noticed things that bothered me or, you know, I was getting irritated or hit me a different way, I had to sit back and take a second. And sometimes, usually, actually, it's just that acknowledgement, again, that awareness that, huh, this bothered me. And then the next step is asking yourself why. And you don't have to have an answer immediately. Honestly, the answer is can take many, many, many moons to come, (laughs) but sometimes they can come immediately. Um, And I think 
you know, there's an aspect of you being courageous in questioning yourself and questioning your feelings and questioning to understand, not to argue, not to suppress, not repress or, you know, questioning to understand yourself better. So if that was a trigger for you, if that opening affirmation was a trigger for you, ask yourself why. And I found that I guess my personality is one in which if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. I'm quiet. I'm introverted. I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a little sensitive, but I think one of the best things my parents gave me is that sense of questioning and that sense of (laughs) people will call it stubbornness but um, if I don't see how something makes sense for me I'm not going to do it it could be also attributed to my zodiac sign I don't know I'm a Capricorn um, and one of my very good friends is a Libra and she's always saying you know us Capricorns we're cold hearted da 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 but in undergrad if I don't want to do something I didn't do it If I didn't like someone, I wasn't going to fake it. You were just going to be in my existence, but I wasn't going to really give you any energy in that existence. I just don't see the point of things like that. And so being in such a people-pleasing society and a society that values more so the external role instead of your internal role and your internal validation... I can pose some reasons why this could potentially be a trigger. And and I will also explain why this is an affirmation for myself. So I do see that people get consumed with their roles. And I am one of those people. I can get consumed with my title of being in my career or... I know people that can be consumed with being in their career. That role is what defines them. And that role involves giving and performing and doing for others. It's the same with any other role, you know, being a mom, being a dad, being a parent, um, being a caretaker, being that's that can definitely be a source of what triggers people with this affirmation. Also, religion can be a trigger if you say you know you're not living for yourself you're living for God I understand that and that's definitely faith-based because even for myself now there is an aspect of truth to that statement I am living for God or you know whatever higher um, deity you believe in and again we're not going to get into the weeds of Uh, spirituality right now I'm sure we'll get to it eventually during these hundred days (laughs) but for right now just focusing on figuring out why what aspect of this is triggering triggering us and for me I will say I need this affirmation because for a long time as I was passing through life I realized that I was living other people's visions and other people's dreams and not really my own. I didn't really have any visions or dreams of my own. And so I need this affirmation in the sense that I need to figure out what makes me happy 
And it's the same, it boils down to the same actionable step in that we have to figure out what makes us happy and we have to learn to put ourselves first. So why, I guess that's another question, why do we put others first? And I'll pose it in a way that, you know, um, one of the books, one of the formative books that I've read, and there's about three or four that I've read during this past, you know, six months was Love, Freedom, and Aloneness by Osho. And a lot of the teachings, again, dependent on the time of who wrote the, the work and you have to view it through that lens. But a lot of his salient points and teachings are applicable to today. Uh, I think he was a very, you know, very profound thought leader. Um, so one of the chapters is on being selfish. And I love how he posed it. Because in all my life, when I've done things for myself and I've enforced boundaries, that's one aspect of being selfish that people can misunderstand. Um, when I've done things like that, like enforced boundaries of how I want to be treated or of what type of energy I want to respond to or be surrounded by and what kind of environment I want to be surrounded by, you know, it can be looked upon as, you know, you're not considerate, you're not, you're not, um, you're being selfish about, or you're being mean. Now, countless times I've been told I'm mean because I just refuse to put up with certain energies. Um, but in this book, the chapter is chapter three, and it's called The Virtues of Selfishness. And I love how he interpreted selfishness because when you think about it all of these acts of putting yourself first of making sure you feel good in that moment in whatever situation you're in they all combine to you being able to be your best self and being able to perform at your best level the main thing I think about when I read this chapter and when I started to think about how it relates to people in general and myself is that you have to get back to that childlike, not even childlike, that infant-like selfishness. What do infants do? They do everything for their own pleasure. They explore the world. They eat. They drink. Everything is centered around their needs and I think that is a lesson that you can we can all learn more about um, just fulfilling yourself all of those needs that babies need to be fulfilled and develop at a normal and healthy rate those are those are behaviors that we need to bring back into our present because all of those behaviors that babies do 
involve their own pleasure, involve them being sated, being fulfilled, being happy. And the word that Osho used in this chapter was bliss, like their own blissfulness. I love that that this chapter touched on it because when we put ourselves first and live for ourselves, lives concerning ourselves, that translates into our energetic field. And when that translates, not only are you fulfilled, but you are able to spread that to others. If I'm if I'm not setting boundaries and I'm unhappy with, you know, the boundaries that I currently have and the roles that I'm playing and I am unfulfilled or I am upset because I am being infringed upon, that energy is going to translate to every other area of, of my life. Searching for your bliss, again, that word is just everything because if you consider your most blissed out stages or states, when I think about that, I'm thinking about times that I've been dancing. Dancing on the dance floor, I've been on a bomb concert, like the energy is great, totally blissed out, or I've been so relaxed that I just can, I'm, I feel like I'm on a different plane and my brain is just not going a mile a minute, like total bliss. That is feeling of existence. That is how it feels to exist, to just be. And these are thoughts that I've been thinking about before, you know, I even read this book. And so to have it confirmed in this book was like, wow, clearly I'm doing something right along this mental, emotional and spiritual journey that I'm on. Because if somebody like this is talking about it, then there must be some truth into all these thoughts that I have. That bliss, that mindlessness that you have with with things like dancing. I love dancing. I love singing. Whatever you are doing that's putting you in that state of bliss, in that state of flow. Hold on now. We're going to talk about flow. A flow is going to be another podcast as well. I think this is going to be a whole deeper, deeper podcast in the future, but when you get to that bliss, when you get to that flow where you are just in it, you are in it. I wrote a short story one time that I was just in flow for hours. And when I tell you, I chase that. I chase that even more now. Like I've always wanted to get back to that and live in that (laughs) flow in my life. Like that is one of the aspects of like connecting with your higher self and connecting with your divine purpose and your ordained purpose. And when you do that, you're connecting with the universe. So it it it's all connected. You being selfish and pursuing your happiness in that not I think a big factor in that resistance to this affirmation is the fact that we define selfishness as what we see in the world, which is greed, which is being power hungry, which is, you know, taking and withholding from others. But this is this is pure the 
the definition of selfishness that I'm talking about and that I think Osho was talking about as well is pure pure hunger for that which truly nourishes you. And when you define it in that way, we're not talking about money because you can have all the money in the world and still be starving, still be broke and destitute emotionally, spiritually, just be broken. We're not talking about material things because you can't take any of those material things with you when you go away from this world. We're not talking about anything in this physical realm. We're talking about the selfishness you have to have with your emotions, the selfishness you have to have with your spirit to take time, work on yourself, to take time and preserve your energy and cultivate your energy. That is selfish work because it is internally focused and it's necessary work because that's the only type of work that's going to in, that's going to validate you. I want to quote something from Osho here. Um And he said, whenever you are too delighted in life, how do you express it? You create something, something or or another. And of course, you create something, you create a movement. When you're so excited, when you're so blissed out, you move, you create a movement, you create a sound with your voice. If you have an intention with that blissfulness, you create art. Another quote that I want to share is the entire concept of this podcast and the basis behind the blissfulness and the flow that we're searching for. To quote Osho, if we enjoy, delight, be happy, dance, and love, out of our love and dancing, out of our deep selfishness, we'll start an overflowing of energy. And that energy is one that we'll be able to share with others. I want to pose a couple questions. What are we really doing when we put others first? I, it's, of course, it's different when you're talking about a young life, you being a parent. But even then, can you really fulfill that young life if you yourself are not fulfilled? What are we doing when we put others first? And is that really being selfless? Is that true love? Or is it your ego, aka you externalizing things in order to feel fulfilled, in order to feel worthy, in order to feel like you have a place here in this world, in order to feel better about yourself? I believe doing better for yourself is by being true to your true self. So I want to pose the challenge for maybe, maybe if this was a real triggering episode for you, take five minutes and do something that makes you happy. And not you, the basketball star, not you, the um, lawyer, you, the inner child getting back to who you were when you were a child and what you loved to do then 
before the world told you who you were. Getting back to that child, if it's too much to ask you to live a lifestyle in which you put yourself first, try doing that for five minutes first. Try thinking about setting boundaries first. You don't have to do anything right away. You don't have to do anything at all. I'm just here. I'm just a girl in her car talking, you know, doing a podcast challenge and trying to help anybody out there who wants help, wants support. Because I want help and I want support. I encourage anyone who's listening, just as I encourage myself in this moment, live for yourself. Live for yourself, and by living for yourself, you will experience true happiness and true joy. Happiness can be transient. Joy is everlasting. You can tell I grew up in a Christian household, can't you? (laughs) Oh my goodness, my days. Anyway... I hope you got a little something from this episode. And of course, if I did trigger anyone, I I apologize. Um, I would love any feedback. Whoever else listens to this in the ether, in the universe. I'm always open to feedback. And I'm always open to discussion. Because, like I said, I'm new to podcasting. I'm new to verbalizing and trying to articulate all of these thoughts that go through my head. And so, obviously clarification is definitely something that will be needed (laughs) so let me know sending you all of the encouragement and feel goods i hope you enjoyed this episode again this has been the live feel be podcast see you on the next one